Hello and welcome to the Film Ireland podcast. I'm Gemma Cray and I'm here with Sneva O'Flynn for the IFI Curator and David O'Mahony, the Head of Programming. So we are here ahead of the uh, IFI Documentary Festival that's going to be starting very, very soon and we're just going to be having a little chat about the fabulous lineup. So we have some very interesting ones and I believe um, Kevin Roche's documentary, The Quiet Architect, is that going to get a release afterwards as well? It is, yeah, we're opening it on the 13th of October. That's correct. Yep. So we're very pleased to have Kevin Roach, the Quiet Architect, closing the festival. It's a world premiere. It's a really fine documentary filmed by Kate McCullough about this Kevin Roach uh, Pritzker winning uh, architect who I must admit I hadn't heard of before. Um, and I'm, I'm surprised by that. Um, not that I know a huge amount about architecture, but because he's such a, a, a towering figure in, in American architecture, world architecture. And it's just kind of surprising that, that we haven't shown off about him before, that you know he hasn't been somebody that Irish people have championed in the pub. It's like, here's another great, we have all of these Irish heroes. So anyway, it's, it's a fine documentary about this architect whose work is primarily in the United States. He has been working there since uh, the 1950s um, and has a huge reputation among architects. And indeed, you know, he would be greatly admired by the inhabitants of the buildings that Mm -hmm. uh, he has designed in New York, California uh, and elsewhere. And famous, I guess, for Irish people um, for the convention centre. Yes. Which is the one significant uh, public building that uh, people will be familiar with that he made on, on these shores. Very, very striking. Mm-hmm. And I will just go down to a Cambodian spring. So this is one of the ones you were mentioning that is an Irish produced. It's directed by Chris Kelly, who's a Northern Irish filmmaker. A really fine piece of work made over a long period, over about six years, looking at three people living in Cambodia who are concerned with environmental issues, are concerned with the takeover of residential lands by big business. It's about activism. It's about three people's kind of surprising people, two women who would have been homemakers, as far as I remember, well, kind of modestly private figures rather than public figures, they take on this cause, as does a Buddhist monk. Um, and it's his journey is very interesting because, you know, it, it is against uh, his practice and the, uh, the beliefs of his um, religious community that he would go out and kind of publicly protest. So the film is, it's a, it's a long film, uh, as I say, made over six years. It's one of those, like many others in the programme, where you find yourself in the IFI on a Saturday afternoon or whenever it's scheduled um, and you spend two or three hours really learning about a community and a society that you might not have known before and you come away having learned much more being you know illuminated uh, about a society and a culture that you know it, it, that you, you you might not have had any exposure to before so I mean I think that's one of the great joys of a documentary festival and certainly in my kind of viewing of these titles you know over a period I just over that I came away from that period emerged from that period I just think a, a smarter more informed yeah. person um, about all sorts of stuff yeah. uh, and I, I think that would be other people's experience too. Certainly certainly um, it's, it's a great education programming the, the documentary film festival it's absolutely true because to get to this bunch of, of 16 or so titles you may have applied through 40 50 films you know so you kind of. The creme de la creme. This is yeah. uh, this is what rose to the top exactly right yeah yeah. So you know an awful lot about a lot of our stuff. stuff. You yeah. do particularly, you know, because you watch far more than I. Things, yeah, that you yeah. didn't know you wanted to know about. <laughs> it does definitely seem as well, we were talking about themes, but at the moment in the current climate, like social justice and emigration, like they're two things that are, 
are really, I think, at the forefronts of everybody's mind. And Absolutely. Immigration is, is key. Yeah. I mean, it really is. I mean, there's, uh, there was so much that I, that I watched that um, in some way tackled the theme of immigration, even albeit obliquely, but it was still, it was still definitely there. Um, I would certainly highlight the, uh, the film The Good Postman, which because it's a wonderful microcosm of a very macro issue it's a tiny village when i say tiny i think the inhabitants of this village are maybe 40 30 40 people on the uh, it's bulgarian it's on the turkish border it's a very very elderly population and the town has become split over the issue of whether or not to invite uh, refugees into the, into the village and there's a, a, an election for the new mayor of the town and Ivan, the postman, decides to take it upon himself to go for mayor. He feels that the only way to regenerate the town, to actually inject some new blood, because this town is dying. Um, I would say the mean age is close to 70. Um, he feels this is the only way that there will be children and laughter again. And, um, but it's a very conservative village, and um, his opponent, also called Ivan, um, runs against him. And the town is, becomes completely split on this, on this notion. But you really get a sense of within this this tiny little fight we have uh, you know we have a, a war that's kind of simmering across europe uh, that they're having these conversations on a much on a very macro America level as well. it's across the world across the world um yeah. so it's really well achieved uh, to to focus on something so um minute to get a sense of the whole um very very powerful stuff and it's observational there's what well, i i like documentaries that don't try to lead you too much so there's no two camera interviews or talking heads or you know authorial voice it's it, it's just observational of the of the outcome of the election really that the two guys campaigning um yeah it's fascinating i suppose as well when's this screening actually it's friday the 28th at 8 30. brilliant and um i was going to say as well the <clears> documentary <throat> like as a as a piece of art as well holds such sway because and it's so important at the moment as well because it's just this window into other people's lives it's informative and it helps promote empathy as well yeah yeah um it's interesting that you say, as as a piece of art because i certainly saw with, with last year um there was an, and this year too but some of them didn't make the grade that this documentary is definitely changing or documentary filmmakers certain documentary filmmakers are pushing at the parameters of what we would consider a documentary i mean i would kind of cast my mind back last year to camera person which we give a short run to then in in january which was a very unconventional experimental piece which would straddle the kind of artist moving image cinema world as well as documentary um, and i find that quite interesting and again last year we had an animated documentary um tower which was about a shooting america's first major public shooting of which they're very familiar with now unfortunately and it was done in it was filmed but then rotoscoped over you know, that animation technique so it's interesting that like it, technically it was a documentary but it was it was um sort of arguing for new forms i, I would pick out Macala this year as being uh, something a little bit more um, unconventional, uh, as it it is a, a very tight focus on one man's journey, almost experiential, almost in real time. It feels, of course, it's it's not. It's only ninety minutes. Um, it's a Congolese charcoal maker. I know it doesn't sound like the most thrilling thing. Um, I saw this at Cannes and. It's in, it is quite challenging. It, it is essentially watching this, this man on his enormous pile of charcoal on his tiny wee bike walking to sell his wares to town. That's kind of it. Dreadful things happen on the way, um, all caught in, in the kind of harsh gaze 
of the camera, but it's, it's capitalism in the raw. It's like, it's, it's tough stuff. Um, not for everyone, but um, it did. I, I thought it was astonishing. I was very gratified when it won. It was in the Critics Week strand and it won the best film of, of Critics Week. So I was pleased to, that I, you know, wasn't losing it. <laughs> um, but it certainly, it's, it's, it's for me one of the most interesting films in in the program. But I would certainly recognise that it's it's not for everyone. And back to what I was saying, it's trying to find as many unique and distinct films in a, in a program. And that's it. It's very interesting the different <clears throat> um, ways people tell the story or how how involved a filmmaker is and in, in with the narrative and when they step back, even how their views are being put across. That's absolutely, and McCalla really goes to the to the heart of that. There's one particular incident that you, you could see the filmmakers could maybe have intervened to stop something from happening, but they don't, they capture it, they document it. And you, you can only, I mean, as a viewer, you're wondering why they don't put the camera down and help this man, but that's that, that question of, you can't intervene if you're observing or you're, you, it's, 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 it's a naughty ethical issue um but they can only have had those queasy conversations in the edit that perhaps like should we show this not that like it's it's just you'll know it when you see it (laughs) you know it when you see it um um, but that's the audience's first reaction is why can't they step in and why are they just filming this Um, but it makes for a lot of uh, kind of naughty debate after the screening I think that's one of the joys of the festival when you're you're juxtaposing different kinds of documentary forms and uh-huh. you know as a viewer if you if you watch a number of films together you begin to understand you know, different ways of storytelling and and different styles become you know amplified because you're seeing them together and I think with regard to the Irish material um possibly one of the distinctions within the group would be films that we're presenting that are about kind of historical subject matters like It Tolls for the RLE and the, the, uh-huh. the Cuban Boy story and the kind of contemporary issues where the documentary is in itself kind of investigating a story that's ongoing. And there's different challenges to documentary makers. I guess with telling historical stories, the challenge is to, to make it dramatic, to make it interesting because, you know, for many viewers, they might know the outcomes uh-huh. because it's, it's something in the past. But like I say, I think that's one of the great joys of the festival that you're you're seeing different kinds of work and uh, different kinds of stories i think with a lot of the work this year a lot of the irish work the stories are just darn good yarns yeah. you know they're, they're like alien the the, the the cuban boy story film made by ross mcdonald and uh, produced by trevor burney is the story of the little cuban boy alien Gonzalez, who in 1999 um, washes up on the, the, the shores of Miami and um, having been having traveled with his mother and others on a, a little inflatable boat from Cuba uh, and they arrive on the shores of, of America and the, the tug of love, love then that ensues as his family back in Cuba try and get the child back and his Miami his relatives in Miami are determined to hold on to him. Tragically, he's lost his mother on the way, um, so he's just a, an isolated little boy. So there's this kind of extraordinary story illustrated by great news footage and by interviews with his family. And the filmmakers combine that story that we know to some extent with new news and they allow us to understand that the story of this little boy is a microcosm of relations between America and Cuba uh, without you know without having to be polemical there is the story there mm-hmm. is the tension embodied in in this little family history so that's one that is just a powerful story that um, would be of great interest you know as as gripping as any kind of 
drama documentary, a drama feature. Rocky Rusmuk uh, is another really fine documentary made by Michael Fanning in Galway. It's a piece about Sean Mannion, an Irish boxer from uh, Rusmuk. Of course, um, who travels to the United States and becomes uh, almost world champion for a period in the 1970s. It is a documentary about triumph and about failure or certainly about what becomes of a person after world triumph. It's about sentiments that we've become familiar with in Irish documentary. It's about emigration. It's about yeah. exile. It's about yearning. But it's, all, it's also about coming home and confronting those perhaps romanticised notions of home that a person might hold. So it's very interesting. It too is very entertaining, though, because Sean Mannion, uh, the, the subject, is a very mo- modest character, and you're rooting for him the whole time, Yeah, from his, his kind of uh, Gaelgore beginnings in the west of Ireland uh, to fancy Boston. And his experience there coincides with black civil rights movements in, in North America. So there's, there's some paralleling there with his own kind of experience of, of his cultural heritage. Um, and I was going to say, are we joined by any filmmakers who's going to be... We certainly are. We certainly are. On, the, on, the, on the Irish side of things, we are coming down with, with filmmakers and producers. Um, so I, I will let Suniva uh, detail some of the highlights of those. But on, on, we have one on the international side, um, which is a film we haven't mentioned yet, Motherland, which is... Um, a, an observational documentary, again, about the busiest maternity world, ward on earth, which is in Manila. So we spend some time with this, this extraordinary place, which is just a, a sea of beds and trolleys and babies everywhere. And uh, it's totally chaotic, it seems. But we, we, we come to learn there are systems in place. It's, it's just it's almost like it's its own town and its own kind of self-supporting village. Uh, it's, an, it's an incredible um, document. Uh, we have the director of that film, Ramona S. Diaz, coming in. So she'll be with us for a Q&A um, on that, after that screening. And she's around for a few days. So if you might see her around the IFI, um, uh, bumping into other filmmakers as well, of which there are many. And Sneva is going to tell you about some of those. Yeah, so we have Jeremiah Cullinan and Olga Chernovacha coming in to speak about their film Butterfly City, which is a really fascinating documentary about Olga's town, a a town where she lived, Visaginas in Lithuania, a a town that was created in 1975 to service a nuclear power plant that was established there. And with the disintegration of the USSR, the plant closes, but all of the inhabitants, many of whom are of Russian extraction, are left behind. So the documentary considers their position, living in this odd kind of bubble. Who are they? What is their cultural heritage? What is their citizenship? They are Lithuanians, but they are um, they're, many of their hearts lie in Russia. So that that's a fine piece of work that Jeremiah and Olga will speak very expertly about to us. Brilliant. That sounds really interesting. Mm. And there's, yeah. there's some good feminist pieces as well. So you also have the It Tolls for Thee. Um, about like a, a great strong historical figure and yeah, oh, we're delighted to have so many F-rated films. As you know, we've we've adopted the F rating in the IFI now, and I think more than half of our films in this year's lineup have been um, awarded the Nobel F rating. Uh, so uh, we're very pleased about that. Yeah, and you, you're right, yeah. The Mary Elms it tells for the is a story about which people I don't think um, are familiar. She she was a quiet figure, somebody who didn't seek out the limelight. Uh, a Cork woman, Mary Elms, uh, who 
through her work um, as, as a medical person, enabled the escape of a number of children from camps in during the Spanish Civil War and the Second World War. So she's an unsung heroine until this documentary essentially has, has been produced by Andrew Gallimore. And, it, you know, it, it will be very interesting for people to see that, voiced by Winona Ryder, no less, right. uh, who does a really fine job. She really does. Uh, Is she coming in? I haven't confirmed it yet. We <laughs> well, watch this space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The other F-rated film that's catching my eye here is uh, Loving Lorna. And Loving Lorna is somewhat unusual in that it is a wholly Irish subject matter about a young woman, Lorna Nicol, who lives in Ballymun. She is the subject of a documentary made by two Swedish sisters uh, who come to Ireland and are intrigued by this young woman, by her ambition. She wants to be a farrier, which is somebody who makes horseshoes, isn't it? Uh, so she she has spent her life around horses. Her father is a horse lover as well, and it's it's a very intimate portrait of this young woman with this interesting ambition and somebody who has the support of her family entirely. Sounds really good. And your top picks, if you guys if you guys could just. Just, I mean, we've we've talked um, we've talked quite extensively about some of, some of the films that we have on and quite challenging themes and you know quite quite difficult subject matters in some cases and formally some of them are, are, are quite challenging like Michaela etc. But there's two that are almost purely entertaining and this kind of goes to the heart of what I was saying earlier on that you know you're trying to add light and shade into the program that you know you need to have those those kind of peaks and troughs thematically so. So I'd like to mention the film called Nothingwood, which I saw back in Cannes, and it was an incredibly entertaining experience. Certainly in the pressure cooker environment of film festival like Cannes, where things can be incredibly intense, this was a little ray of sunshine. Um, it's made by Sonia Cronland, who's a French filmmaker, so again, F-rated title, glad to say. And it follows the gonzo efforts of Salim Shaheen, who is Afghanistan's premier no-budget filmmaker. Hence the title, as he says himself, does Hollywood, Bollywood, and nothing would, which is Afghanistan. There is no money, there's nothing. So we will follow him deep into Taliban-occupied territory as he's making his 109th and 10th film simultaneously. Um, with absolutely no money, the same merry band of misfits doing the camera work, playing all of the parts. His leading man plays most of the female parts as well, just throws a wig on. Um, it's very, very funny, very irreverent. And all through this, we have the terrified voice and figure of, of Sonia Cronland, the director, wondering, are they going to be killed? Are they going to be, because they're going deep, like the places that they're filming are quite extraordinary and there's ridiculous action. They're all sci-fi action, you know, with, with really, really bad um, special effects done on a laptop right. afterwards. So yeah. he's been described accurately as the Ed Wood of Afghan filmmaking. So it's that kind of, you know, one take wonder onto the next film and He's a celebrity. They sell really well. They sell truckloads of DVDs. And uh, so it's a snapshot on that. So we're opening with that. It's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. All of the kind of political stuff is there. It's in the, but it's in, it's quite in the background. It's like, it's a very entertaining documentary. And, uh, and I certainly appreciated it on that level. And another one, which is just kind of comfort food almost, I loved was Rumble, the Indians who rock the world. We're all getting very familiar with rock docs now. Everyone loves a rock doc. This sheds light onto the role of um, Native Americans have played in popular music from the turn of the century onwards, from jazz, rock and roll. Like Jimi Hendrix comes from Native American stock, Robbie Robertson of the band, etc., etc. Uh, so it's little snapshots. It's about six or seven kind of standalone vignettes that look at a particular figure 
and focus on them. So it's almost like a collection of shorts. Brilliant talking heads. Um, it being a music documentary, Martin Scorsese is, of course, one of the talking heads. Uh, it's just a really accomplished piece of work. Um, and it will, it will feed that uh, kind of rock doc love that, uh, that we certainly uh, acknowledge in the IFI. Anytime we put on any music-related films, they tend to do very, very well. So I'd imagine that one will, will do well on a Saturday night, which is, I think, oh, when I've programmed it. Yes, I have. <laughs> yeah, but everyone gets in the mood to go out dancing then. Exactly, yeah. The, the event that I'm most looking forward to, I think, during the documentary festival is the screening of Jaha's Promise. So we're screening this film uh, about a young woman, Jaha Dukura. Uh, she's a young Gambian woman who moved from Gambia to the United States as, as a teenager. So she was escaping an unhappy marriage. Now, that sounds fairly routine, but actually um, the unhappiness of her marriage and her experience to that point was very dark. She's somebody who experienced um, female genital mutilation. And she's somebody who ultimately begins a campaign against FGM uh, in the United States and in her own country. So she returns to Gambia and confronts um, the people who would have been responsible for her own mutilation. She is coming into the IFI uh, to speak with uh, the directors, Patrick Farrell and Kate O'Callaghan. I feel so privileged at the prospect of meeting this young woman who has done so much, uh, who just is um, incredibly brave, and the sto- her story is told with great sensitivity and with great uh, determination uh, to, 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 to visit you know, lots of different countries, to engage people and so on. It's, it's, it's a really fine piece of work. And I think that event is going to be well worth seeing. Okay. And just before we go, I just want to ask about the shorts. The Shorts programme has again this year uh, been programmed by my colleague Dean Kavanagh. So Dean uh, works with us in the Irish Film Programming Department. He's a technical wizard. He's a filmmaker himself uh, of documentaries and non-documentaries. So Dean processed all of the many, many shorts that were submitted and has put together a programme that is very varied and is perhaps more multicoloured than last year's programme, which was distinguished by the, the numbers of portraits there were there was a lot of short portrait docs this last year but this year's program we have throw line which is uh, a piece about taxi drivers and their work in supporting people in identifying people who might be in states of crisis and, and they they the interventions they make he has program tit for tat which is one of the most cleverly titled documentaries I've ever seen and um, so it's it's a piece about women who've experienced mastectomy and breast cancer and their efforts to come to terms with that through tattooing um, yeah <laughs> yeah no it's it's um it, it's a very kind of uplift uplifting piece of work um the no plan again we're with um Scandinavians making films about young Irish people and horses um, so uh, we have themes arising yeah, again, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scandinavians and Irish horse people so um, this is a, a Norwegian woman who's made a musical documentary about her uh, encounters with kids on the streets of Dublin riding horses so the IFI Documentary Festival starts September the 27th and October the and finishes October the 1st so definitely make sure you get your tickets they're available to buy online now so www.ifi.ie and forward slash docfest so you've a lot to cram in you've a lot of choice so you can go have a sad film happy film sad film happy film uplifting film and then go to the pub <laughs> exactly awesome. exactly and thanks so much for chatting to us thank you very much it's wonderful to be here thank you Gemma